Hey guys, welcome back to Uncharted Faith and happy Sunday. I hope that you guys are having a good day today and thank you for joining me. Um, today we're going to talk and we're going to be talking about uh, letting go in order to receive. And if you just hang tight with me just for a few minutes, I'm just going to encourage you about if there's something in your life that you know that you're missing or something that you want, we have to be willing to let go in order to receive. Thank you again for joining me today on Uncharted Faith. And here today we talk about we talk about our faith in real time. We talk about recovery in real time. For those of you that don't know me, um, I have struggled in my past with with addiction, and I am in recovery today from alcohol. And what God has done in my life, I just can't help but keep to myself. And if you're anything like me, you've you've spent lonely nights crying, and maybe you felt like you were just in the shadows and nobody noticed you. Maybe you thought that your superpower was invisibility, and maybe you thought that, you know, I was meant to be in the shadows, and I wasn't meant to be seen. I wasn't meant to be heard. And today I'm here to encourage you to let you know that that's not true, that you have purpose and that you have value and that you have worth. And so thank you so much for joining me, and thank you so much for allowing me just to share my heart a little bit with you. And uh, if you like what you hear, please be feel free to subscribe to this channel, and then feel free to share it with somebody else if you think it'll bless their heart. The, something that I do today is I do this for the one person that might be like me, for the one person that might find themselves trapped in their room and just not wanting to come out, for the person that doesn't feel like they're seen or feel like they're heard, this is for you, to let you know that you're loved and that you're worth it. Thank you for joining me. Um, so for a long time, I spent living in depression. I spent, and I didn't know it was depression. I was probably about 12, 13, 14 years old when this happened, and um, or when I can really remember it. And I just remember being locked up in my mind and being locked up in this world around me, feeling like I wasn't seen, I wasn't heard, and, and just feeling um, just very lonely, feeling very dark, feeling very depressed. And I felt like the world was going on around me. And I grew up in a family with six people. And, you know, even though there was a lot of people around, I still felt just very isolated and just very felt to myself. And so I, I say that to say that for the longest time, I lived in this world where I just felt very depressed, very, very just um, encased almost, very encased with what was around me and um, this heaviness, this, this darkness, if you will. And I didn't quite know how to put words to it. All I know, all I knew was that I really didn't smile like other people did. And I really just wanted to be left alone. And... Um, and so fast forward to present day in 2023, here we are in May the 7th, and you know, I find myself walking around with this heaviness, walking around with some of these burdens still, and it's and it's in a different way today because today not only am I sober, but today I have I've overcome a lot of battles. Today I have found victory on the other side. I have found that in order to make it through the storm that I have to endure the storm. Today I find that when the storms come that I know that the storm is going to pass and that I just need to hold on for just one more minute, hold on for 10 seconds at a time, and just to stand firm in who I know that God has called me to be and who it is that I know Him to be. And so I, I am able to do that today because of the other storms that I've weathered. I have learned today that I can't go around the fire, that I can't go around the pain, that I can't go around these things, but I have to walk through it. And when I walk through it, that God is going to give me the strength for each step, for each moment, for each second that I'm in there, that God is going to give me that strength. And so, you know, recently 
I've been sober close to 10 months now and I've been working my program of recovery that I work and I cannot tell you how grateful I am for it. Now, mind you, I I've, I've grew up in church. I, I went to church. I went to Bible college. I did all that. And uh, I never really quite knew what it was to have a relationship with God. I never quite knew what it was to have a relationship with people. I didn't understand that. What I saw from people was that, you know, we, we, we played nice and we played church or we played family or we played school, we played work or whatever. But what I found was that when, when the rubber hit the road, that I really felt by myself and I didn't quite know what to do. I know that society says that we have to do things by ourselves. Society says that you can do it. Society says, that you know you should be able to make it on your own and sometimes even religion preaches the wrong message because it will tell you that you just need God or you just need Jesus and that's all you need and I'm here to tell you that it's God plus people I'm here to tell you today that it's God plus the person standing next to you I'm here to tell you that with God that we can move mountains but we need each other the Bible tells us that God gets uh, gets glory in our weakness because then his power is made known God says that his grace is enough for me. God says that who I am is enough. God says that who he has made me to be today is enough. And so if God can get glory in my weakness, why is it that I am shying away from my weakness? Why is it that I am embarrassed by my weakness? Why is it that I'm embarrassed by this addiction? Why is it that I'm embarrassed by these strongholds that are in my life? Why is it that I'm embarrassed by this rejection? And so what God is wanting to call us to right now in this moment is to lean into that embarrassment, lean into those weaknesses and know that when we are strong and when we come out the other side, that it is he who has guided us and that it is he who has given us that strength. It is not by my own strength and not by my own um, power. The Bible tells us though that he also, it says that my righteousness is as filthy rags. And I, I never quite liked that verse because that meant that like, I might look good on the outside and I might go to church or I might go to my recovery groups and I might do this and I might do that. But, but the Bible reminds me that my righteousness is as filthy rags. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ that makes me whole today. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ that gives me a voice today. It is through his resurrection power that lives within me that I can have victory over these strongholds, that I have victory over alcoholism today, that I have victory over addiction today, that I have victory over those suicidal thoughts, that I have victory over those depress that depression that, that ruled my life for so long. But I'm here to tell you today that his grace is not only sufficient for you, but it is something that we have to grab. It is something that we have to hold on to because God has given us his word. He has given us his presence. He has given us his love. He says he has not given us a spirit of fear. Uh, but of love and of a sound mind. God is not the author of confusion, but he is the author of goodness and righteousness that is running after me today. And it's running after you today. So if there's something in your life that you say that I want peace and I want victory and I want these things, God says, that's good, baby girl. But you got to be able to, you got to be willing to let go of that. You got to be willing to let go of that addiction. You have to be willing to endure the detox that's going to come. You got to be willing to endure the heartache and the struggle and the pain that's around the corner in order to get that miracle that you want. You're praying for a baby and God says, I need to take you to a point where all you want is me. I need to take you to a point where you know that when that baby does come, that it was by my doing and by my hand and by my strength. It is not because you are not good enough, but God wants to take us to a place where our pride takes the 
back seat and where his goodness and his mercy can take the front seat and guide our lives because there's so much in our life that God wants to give us but what we are willing to receive is up to us now I don't know about you, but I've got some uh, resentments and anger and frustrations and unforgiveness in my heart. I have these moments in life that shaped me when I was a child and these moments in my life that made me fearful to be intimate with other people. These these moments that that created this um, these insecurities and those insecurities were led by lies. These insecurities were led by these things that, that kept me captive that said I can only go this far because I only believe that I am this much. I only believe that I am this strong and I completely negated the word of God and who God said that I was. There's these moments in my life where I look at the pain that was caused by the rejection of this person. And I said, well, it's because of, it's because of them. And here I am playing the victim mentality. And if you're playing the victim mentality today over whatever reason, over molestation, over sexual abuse, over physical abuse, over emotional trauma, whatever it is today, religious trauma, I hear that one a lot too. Whatever it is that you're, you're playing the victim to, I'm sorry that it happened to you and know that for the majority, it isn't your fault. But what is your fault today is the fact that you're staying stuck. What is your fault today is the fact that you don't have that healing and that recovery and you can pray all you want for the Holy Spirit to come down and for Jesus to do a miracle in your life but if you're unwilling to let go of that bitterness and that pride and that rejection God cannot give you his spirit of acceptance and his spirits of his spirit of forgiveness and of healing so what God is calling you today to do is to let go and to say what do you want because right now right now that rejection and right now that um, that addiction or that, that infidelity or right now, whatever it is in your life that has become the God in your life and you worship it more than you worship God. You're so concerned about the finances coming through that you have completely negated who God is and that his love is there and his mercy is there and that he owns a cattle on a thousand hills and that he can provide for you in the very most unlikely of ways and that he can show up and part that Red Sea right when you think you are backed against a wall and that you're going to foreclose on the home or when those kids are never going to come back and and that they're stuck in jail they're stuck in prison and they're never going to get their life right and God what did I do wrong why did my children end up this way God says stop it he says those are my children this is my house this is my career not yours and when the moment when we're willing to let go of that little control that we think that we have God can show up and move those mountains he can speak a word and cause an earthquake to come that swallows up that mountain and all of a sudden where you saw a mountain there's now a mansion that's sitting there that God is calling you to and he's calling you to to say it's time for you to come home and to sit and to be still God calls us along the waters the rivers of water he's, he calls us to he says to be planted like a tree by the rivers of water. He says it's time to come home. It's time to let go of that bitterness. The Bible says that bitterness is a root that delves down into our hearts and it bleeds and it takes root and it chokes up the good things. It's those weeds that are popping up in the garden that you cannot stand, that are pesky, that you're constantly having to pull out because you want those flowers to show or you want those herbs to grow and you want these things to grow and that healthy grass to be there, but these weeds keep popping up and you keep nurturing it. You keep watering the weeds. You keep letting them grow. You keep letting them have space in your garden. And God says to stop it. He says until you're willing willing and ready to uproot and to dig out. It takes work. 
It takes work to retrain our thought process. It takes work to re, to reroute that area in our heart and in our mind that says we cannot trust people, that we cannot love people the way that we want to, that we have to stay hinged and we have to stay protected and we have to build this moat around our heart and around our mind and around our lives that say, I don't let people in. And how can they treat me like this? How can they talk to me like this? And God is calling you to stop talking to yourself that way. God is calling you to love yourself first. Because he says, how can you receive the love from other people when you hate yourself? You look in the mirror and you think that there's nothing good there. And God says, stop it. You are, what does he say? Fearfully and wonderfully made. The God who hung the stars in the sky knows how many hairs are upon your head. He knows your name. He knows what makes you smile. He knows what makes you stressed out. He knows about that cute boy you got a crush on. He knows these things about you. He knows what makes you smile. He knows what makes you angry. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he says if you would just let go. If you would just bring what a, that unforgiveness to the surface, if you would just forgive your sister, I can then give you the freedom that then will in turn unlock her prison. God says you are free today and you don't even know it. He says there's breakthrough, but first we got to break down. Those tears that you're holding back, God is calling you to release. He's calling you to let it go. He's calling you to, to just have that moment with him where you say, I cannot keep doing this by myself. Because I don't know about you, but I'm a stubborn mofo. <laughs> Mother person, whatever. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I don't want you to see that I'm hurting. I don't want you to see that I'm in pain. I don't want you to see that I'm embarrassed. I don't want you to see that I'm not enough. I don't want you to know what I really think about me. So I show up. I can put the makeup on. I can put the mascara on. I can make the hair look nice and put on a nice outfit. But I don't want you to see that I'm dying on the inside. I don't want you to see the depression that I carry with me. I don't want you to see the heaviness that I carry. And God says if you would just be open... If you would just be honest, if you would just be who I've called you to be in this moment, broken, rejected, despised, ugly, these are the things that I have felt. These are the things that I have been. And God says, that's okay, baby girl. That's okay. Because now I've got grace that can cover that. Now I've got grace to redeem you. What you've called ugly, what the world's called ugly, what the world has called rejected, I have called redeemed. I have called loved. I have called beautiful. God never shames me for what I've done or for where I've been. He doesn't. He looks at me with love and with kindness because I have received his spirit. I have received the blood of Jesus that covers my life. And where I make mistakes today, God says there's grace for that. God says, I've got enough grace for that too. God says that goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And if I slow down enough, I will see it and I will enjoy it. And I will dance in those places where I once mourned. God says those tears will dry 
but I know your tears, he says. He says, I know the story those tears are telling, even when you don't know, when you don't have the words to say and those tears start coming and you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say and you don't know how the marriage is gonna get fixed and you don't know how you're gonna survive this next moment. You don't know what the doctors are gonna say when you go back for the report. You don't know what's gonna happen and God says, I see that. When you don't know the words and when you're up late at night and when you're tossing and turning and you feel that nobody sees you, God says, I am there with you. And to lean into the pain and to lean into his grace and his goodness. Joy comes in the morning. The Bible says that if we will reap in tears, we will sow in, in grace or happiness. I butchered it. I'm sorry. It's in the Bible. Find it. Those that sow in tears will reap in joy, he says. Got it. <laughs> but many of us are too afraid to let the tears flow. Because we don't know when they'll stop. If you're like me, the quiet scares you. Because you don't know what's going to come to the surface. If you're like me, it's the quiet that heals. When those hard things come to the surface, God says, I can heal that now. I can cover it. Don't run from it. Don't suppress it. We bring it to the surface so it can be covered. What is it that you're holding on to? What is it that you're keeping so sacred to yourself? What is it that you identify yourself with? Is it angry? Is it hatred? Is it tough? Is it independence? Is it success? What is it? What is it that makes you who you think that you are? And God says, I need to undo all of that. I need to reroute the brain that says I'm not enough to that says I am enough. And even though I don't feel enough, I'm going to stand in the truth that says I am enough. I'm going to declare today. I'm going to look myself in the mirror and I'm going to say I am enough because of who it is that God has called me to be. Nothing else, nothing more. Because either God is everything in your life or he is nothing in your life. I am sick and tired of Christians going to church on Sunday and then Monday through Saturday. We don't hear from you. We don't see from you. God has called us to be a body of Christ. He has called us to be unified together walking with one accord and one mind. I am so sick of people calling themselves Christian and dressing themselves up for church on Sunday to check a box, to take the cute little pictures at church, to dress up in the Easter clothes, and yet you you go home from church and you have no idea who God is. You have no idea the power of God in your life because you're too busy playing church and making posting pictures on Facebook and posting everything to make it look good and God says I need you to look a mess that you are and to be broken so I can come in and so I can heal I did not call you to go to church on Sunday I did not call you to go and make sure that everything was picture perfect in your life I called you to bring Jesus to the criminals I called you to bring Jesus to the addiction I called you to bring Jesus to your family that is lost 
I didn't call you to wear a long skirt. I didn't call you to have short hair. I didn't call you to these things. I didn't call you to rules and regulations. I called you to a relationship with me because a relationship can look at the abortion and to say you are loved and you are whole and you are healed. A relationship says I can look at the addiction and I can love you anyway. A relationship it says I can look at the infidelity. I can look at the divorce. I can look at these things and I can heal you and I can make you whole. That's what a relationship with Jesus Christ looks like. That's what a relationship with the God of the universe looks like. What it doesn't look like is guilting and shaming over these things that you've done and over your past and over your mistakes. What it does, it says, is I walk you through that so that on the other side you come across. The Bible says we are a sword that is being shaped but it has to go through the, the process. It has to go through the fire. Many of us are so scared of the fire because it hurts and it's painful and it's hot in here. But God says, if you just hold on, that there is healing. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he died and his spirit went to hell and he went down to hell for us. He met us where we, we could not go, where we could not get out of. A relationship. God is calling you to a relationship with him. God is calling you to be honest with him. God's not calling you to church attendance. God's not calling you to be picture perfect. God's not calling you to post all these cute little pictures of your family. God's calling you to be honest. God's calling you to be real. Some of you have things that you're holding on to and you think that I got to keep it secret. I got to keep it closed minded. I got to, I got to keep it to myself. And God says, would you stop it? Because your story is meant to set someone else free. But you've got to get free first. You've got to forgive yourself. You've got to tell yourself it's okay. You are not marked by the divorce. You're not marked by what your family calls you or says you are. You are not marked by that. You are marked by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You are marked by being a child of God. That is who you are today. God cannot call us out of something if we are unwilling to go. God could not release me from the bondage of alcoholism when I kept going to the liquor store and buying another bottle. God cannot release me from something I am unwilling to let go of. And the problem with letting go of something is that I got to hold on to something else. And so I hold on to my recovery group. I hold on to working the steps that show me my part, that show me how to be a better person today. And I lean in to the strength that other people have given me. I lean in to my weakness and say, God, you got to show up here because it can't be me showing up. You got to show up here because it can't be Ruth coming to the door here. You got to show up because I'm tired and I'm cranky and I don't have anything else to give. God, you got to show up. You're holding on to that anger because it feels so good. That unforgiveness that you're holding makes you the victim. It makes it everybody else's fault. It means that you're not responsible and God says to stop it. He says to take up your bed and walk. Leave it there. That place of unforgiveness, you got to leave it where it's at and you got to let it die. You got to let it die because there's got to be death before there's new life. I don't really know who this is for today, but know that you got to leave it there. That that death is going to be painful and it's going to be ugly and it's going to suck. But God's grace is sufficient for you. 
God, I just invite you into this moment right now. I invite you to whomever is listening to this message and whoever it's for. Because I don't know who it's for, God. But I know, Lord, that you had to bring a lot of death into my life before I experienced new life. Before I was able to walk in it, God. And you have given me strength for each step. And so I pray for each person listening right now, God, that you give them strength for each step. I pray that you give them strength to shed each tear that needs to be shed today. So that way there can be joy that comes in the morning. So that way we can bring new life. Those tears bring watering to those new areas in our life as we pull out those weeds of bitterness and we pull out those weeds of pride and those weeds of shame and those shame of those, uh, of rejection and of shame and these things, Lord, as we pull those things out, God, we give them to you and we say, God, give us new seed. Give us new life. God, I thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, God, that you loved me when I was drunk and you love me when I'm sober. You love me no matter what because of who you are, not because of who I am. And may I stand in who I am today because who I am today is redeemed and forgiven and loved. May I stand in that and declare your word. May you give me the strength to pour into other people, God, as you have poured into me. Lord, may you give me the strength, Father, to stand firm today in who you are and who in the truth, God. Thank you, God. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. I hope you all have the best day ever. Happy Sunday. Enjoy this weather. I don't know what it's doing, if it's going to rain, if it's going to storm, if the sun's going to come out. Call it just a normal day in Texas. I love you guys. Have the best day ever.